Welcome. This and this is Donna. And this is episode number 169 of the Circus 71 podcast for the week of July 4th, 2023. Happy Independence Day. A salute to all nations, but mostly America. <laughs> okay, that was a good one. I just came up with that, actually. Coming up on today's show, bounce back offers are back. Back again. Bounce back's back. <laughs> Acts have been added for the Eat to the Beat concert series. Park-specific Genie Plus service announcements. And in our main segment, we begin our discussion on the Enchanting Extras collection. This is the Circus 71 Podcast. All right, Donna, on to the news. Bounce Back offers to return giving current Walt Disney World Resort guests discounts on future stays for the first time in years. And I can't even remember. Oh, boo. What? For the first time in? Forever. Got it. Walt Disney World will soon start sharing a bounce back offer to guests currently staying at Disney Resort hotels. Um, so as of Don and I recording this on the 3rd of July, starting this week, guests staying at a Disney Resort hotel will begin receiving communication about a resort future stay offer. With this offer, guests will be able to save 25 to 35% on a future stay on select dates throughout 2024. And I'm not going to go through all the dates because there's a ton of different categories and date periods and things like that. Chances are, if you can think of a date that Disney World isn't mobbed, it's probably going to qualify. Yeah, for sure. So this is just kind of interesting when Jamie and I were talking through off podcast that um, not I'm not gonna say soft, but not super strong sales throughout 2024 for this to not be a little bit more targeted and more from this month through this month or until this date. Um, so leaving it open for all of 2024 is is pretty big. Um, we don't have details super minute details yet as far as you know resorts that wouldn't qualify as far as you know art of animation standard or french quarter or cabins xyz three bedroom villas like the normal um exclusions could be a part might not be this past room discount french quarter did take take part in that which is very surprising standard rooms at aoa did take part in it again pretty surprising for us on the the seller travel side um but i don't know this one uh, it's more flexible. Jamie didn't mention this piece than the old offers used to be. They they used to have to be booked by the end of the, by eleven fifty nine p.m. the day that you left property. So now they're giving a seven day grace period, which is pretty nice. Um, it does have to be booked with your agent. So if you book with Jamie or I, please let us know if this might be something that would interest you. And we'll of course check in with you guys as well. Um, but your agent does have to take care of. Uh, securing that for you within seven days of your checkout yeah interesting to see it back i mean it's i don't know what it says about 2024 bookings like donna kind of alluded to it seems to be that that they would be soft given that this promotion is out um 
But I guess smart on Disney's part that if you have people on property, chances are they may come back again, um, especially if you have that discount. So reach out to us if you're currently staying there. <laughs> yeah, and you know this is what it is for now. It could change in the future. In the past, they used to offer a form of free dining. It wasn't necessarily you know the traditional dining plan, but that would be a way that they would get people to, to book on property. But it's that vacation high. All the cruise lines do it, James. All of them yeah. do the bounce back you know, on board with some sort of promotional offer to do it. So it, it makes sense for Walt Disney World to do the same. No, I totally agree. No fun transition? Eh, I'm hungry. Let's go eat. That was fair. Fair. Not good. Fair. I noticed uh, you're a little more uh, jovial when we record earlier in the afternoon. <laughs> oh. Additional acts have been added to the Eat to the Beat concert series lineup for this year's Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. So just like in years past, 5.30, 6.45, and 8 p.m. will be the three shows at America Gardens Theater. Um, there are a couple of new acts here, as this um, article alludes to. Um, to be honest with you, I don't know any of, you know what, that's a lie. One of these names that they added, I'm like, okay, I know who that is. But it's or- Orienthi, sure. For King and Country, the Bacon Brothers sounds appetizing. Aaron Jones, that was a good one, see? That was funny. Philip Phillips. The Latin celebrity talents and We the Kings are the the last pieces sort of plugged into this lineup here. Yeah, I think Philip Phillips was on uh, American Idol, if I remember right. So that was the name that I knew. (laughs) You know which one I'm going to, though. Joey Fatone and friends. I think the E to the Beat concert series is, is... Certainly better than Garden Rocks. I think they have more or, or more well-known names. Um, I've seen Boys to Men at, at Eat to the Beat and really enjoyed them. Um, I'm sure uh, Mr. G is going to enjoy Hanson. On oh, I'll of- be there with him at least, at least one night. You know it. Yeah. So, oh, 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 Gerald, 98 degrees last weekend of September. I love the See, personal, this is- chef. personal yeah, shout-out this is the- touch. Yeah, this is the trade-off. I'll go. I'll go to Hanson with him. I'll go to ninety-eight degrees with me. <laughs> there you go. But um, yeah, so you, the schedule has been posted. Um, food and wine runs from July twenty-seventh, and then Eat to the Beat all the way through November the thirteenth. And speaking of Eat to the Beat, if you want to eat before beating, don't. Though you took it there, I didn't. Um, pricing released for Eat to the Beat dining packages at 2023 Epcot International Food and Wine Festival. This is where you can eat before the concert and have reserved seating. Similarly, do all throughout the year <laughs> for every uh, concert series that they have. Um, at Spice Road Table, you can have two small plates, a shared dessert platter, and a non-alcoholic beverage. At all other participating restaurants, you can have an appetizer, entree, dessert, or a buffet or family-style st- meal where applicable, once again with a non-alcoholic beverage. Um, breakfast at Acre Shoes will run $64 for adults, $41 for children. Lunch or dinner at Acre Shoes. Uh, 74 for adults, 48 for children. Beer Garden, 60 and 34. Coral Reef, 69 and 27. Breakfast at Garden Grill, 53 and 34. 
lunch and dinner garden grill 6643 la Cellier, winner winner steak dinner 95 and 36 and spice road table 47 dollars and 20 dollars for kids um oh i didn't realize this donna they will have same day dining packages available at regal eagle for 35 dollars I'm a, are, are, is it both adult and kid for $35, Donna? No, there's got to be a kid price. Okay, yeah, interesting. So that, that wasn't posted um, in this article from our friends at WDWNT. But, yeah, I'm a fan of the packages if you definitely want to see somebody and don't want to wait hours in line. Oh, no, for sure. And it's also the the seating, you know, knowing that you're going to have, well, I shouldn't say that because technically it's any seat in the theater, but they do fill with a dining plan first and, or the, I shouldn't say dining plan, the dining package first, and then those uh, waiting standby. Yeah, very cool. All right. I got, now, before I do a transition, I actually have to make sure that I have them in the right order. Okay. So from... Are you stomping with excitement? <laughs> from one musical act to another. I think this is your turn, so that's as good as is. take it. So this had me little girl fan squeal when I saw this come across my screen. Walt Disney World auditioning musicians for return of Toy Soldier Marching Band to Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. A new posting on the Disney Auditions website indicates that Disney will bring back the marching band version of the Toy Soldiers unit in Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade at Magic Kingdom. Um, So through 2019... They were a real marching band. So they either played trumpets or drums. Um, and then after that, they just became, you know, like stomping dancers for lack of a, well, not parade marchers. Um, so it's really exciting thinking about the actual marching band returning with them playing trumpets, with them playing drums. It is just fantastic. Yeah, th- this is all positive. Um, I-, I mean, th- of that parade, that's one of the highlights. Um, that that marching um, toy soldiers are are so iconic in that parade. It makes that parade so special. Um, love it. I, I mean, this is your equivalent uh, to me, at least, and I think it's even on a bigger scale of the um, grave diggers in uh, Not So Scary. Yeah. Um, which, by the way, Donna, I don't know if you saw. I meant to text this to you. Within the last hour, breaking news, Halloween night sold out for Not So Scary. Shocker. Yeah. So, um, but yeah, this is awesome. Glad to see them back and, or fully back, I guess you could say. Um, Yeah, I'm all for it. You know, one of the most interesting little tidbits that was in this article, I don't know if you read to the bottom, Jane. No, go ahead. So I just thought this was cool. Um, So, the audition says in, in the fine print, this audition is only seeking performers participating in the Disney College program. 
This cross mm. U opportunity is available to domestic college program participants currently on a program, regular or extension, or arriving on a program no later than August 25th, 2023. Um, so they're not going to consider any performers interested in part-time, full-time, or seasonal work. It's literally just for CPs, which obviously means super, super, super crazy, ridiculously cheap labor for Disney for the those marching in the parade. But I look at it glass half full. What a ridiculously cool thing for these college program kids to be able to audition and potentially do during their their program i just think it's so stinking cool yeah and my guess with that august 25th date is purely for rehearsals oh no absolutely yeah to get ready so very cool so i don't know if i have anything the the drum of genie plus marches on (laughs) walt disney world introduces this is me right yep Okay, I want to make sure. Um, Park-specific Genie Plus service. So I'm going to read from Disney's original announcement about this change that has gone into effect. Beginning June 27th, guests at Walt Disney World Resort will now purchase Disney Genie Plus service based on how they want to visit. Guests will be able to select either a single park option or a multiple parks option subject to availability. With this update, prices may now be lower at some Walt Disney World theme parks compared to others. Um, So this rolled out, as it said, as of June 27th, um, which is usually, Don and I usually record a little bit ahead of of our Tuesday release date, but we kind of wanted to give this some time to, to marinate before we talked about it. Um, on air. Um, we should also mention you now have the choice with Genie Plus to do, as I said, for one park or all four, no option where it's two or three parks or anything like that, um, which I don't really think is, is necessary. I mean, I think that way, way, way overcomplicates it, but I did want it to make that um, known. So the prices as of June 27th, for example, and they're actually higher today being July 3rd as we're recording, for multiple parks valid with a park hopper uh, was $27 per guest, which is the same as it was for Magic Kingdom. Disney's Hollywood Studios was $24, Epcot was $18, and Disney's Animal Kingdom theme park was $16. So Jamie and I sort of had it out via text message. <laughs> About this, so it was spirited. It wasn't nasty. I don't think, at least. No, I didn't feel that no, way. no. But it was just like I was in one corner and Jamie was in the other corner, and neither of us were budging. <laughs> so, I okay. Let me say this. I'm not going to say any of your points for you, but I will say that all of your points are valid. I'm not taking away from any of the things that you will say. But to me. This decision, Disney makes it seem like we've been listening to guests. This is for the guests. We're going to do this because we have heard feedback that why should guests pay the same thing for one park if they have a base ticket versus people who have a hopper that are going to more than one. I firmly believe that the only reason Disney made this change was because they knew it would make them more money. They ran the numbers and they surveyed enough people and they found out that if they offered a one park version of Genie Plus, that they would make more money than if they just had the flat rate 
in or out Genie Plus option. While it might not be as expensive to get it at Animal Kingdom for that one day as it would have been if the only option was the $27 option, someone somewhere ran the numbers and they found out that three people, three more people were going to buy it at Animal Kingdom that day than would have previously. Therefore, they would still make the money. Uh, I mean, I don't disagree with that. Uh, My I think this is I think the thing that we're not considering or haven't really touched on yet is this is a base step to what they said is coming essentially in 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 January, I think, um, with pre-booking fast pass or excuse me, lightning lane experiences. I think this is a step. I I don't think and we have to also have to be honest, the purpose of a business is to make money. You know, we can't deny that. But taking where it was before this change, and that's the only thing, in my opinion, that we can consider. We free fast passes is the thing of the past. That that's never coming back right. unless Disney rolls in Genie Plus as a like a free dining alternative, which I think is plausible at some point to to boost sales. I, I'm. Not holding my breath, but I think that would actually be a, a pretty enticing offer because it doesn't cost Disney really any money. So going from what I'm going to consider column A, where it was Genie Plus is X dollars, whether you're going to Magic Kingdom, Epcot, Studios, or all of the four. To where it's it's more a la carte, which does add a complication. I'm also not denying that. But I think that makes it more accessible to your point from a guest perspective that may have, eh, you know what, $27 is too much because I'm going to Animal Kingdom, which I don't need a lightning lane for Festival of the Lion King. I don't need it for Finding Nemo, the Big Blue and Beyond which is still a ridiculous name. <laughs> um, I don't need it for all that. And it's not worth it to 20, first $27. But for 16 could that be worth it to get to cut the line at Kilimanjaro Safari for Kali River Rapids? I could make an argument for that. Um, and, and I've always taken a, a mathematical approach of, you know, and I use the, the number $100. If I pay $100 to be at Animal Kingdom, that means if, I need to pay whatever, 16 for Genie Plus. If it saves me X number of minutes on my day, then there's a positive expected value there from a purely math perspective. So I to say that Magic Kingdom, which charges a higher premium for the ticket, should be the same amount as Animal Kingdom, which to get in the gate is cheaper and Animal Kingdom has less experiences that take Genie Plus, I don't see the logic there. I think the biggest thing is what, when you look at it from a, a, a macro scale, what I tell my clients when they ask, if they ask, hey, Magic Kingdom's worth it for sure. And then depending on yourself, your family, if you have kids, what you're looking to do, 
you could make an argument in my book for either Epcot or Hollywood Studios because with Epcot, you can get so many attractions with the Genie Plus return that might have been 20 minutes standby and you wait five in Lightning Lane. So you do get, you know, the small return for the for those rides there. I really never told anyone to pick up Genie Plus for Animal Kingdom. I had suggested ILL before. Um for um that helped me fly to passage um but never genie plus so in that sense again but see it just goes back to me jamie for me jamie that someone somewhere said this many more people will buy it at at animal kingdom if we drop the price versus would leave it and therefore they would still have been in the green with this decision so that that's really my argument i'm not discrediting anything that you're saying that you know it can help individual people and more people are you know able you know willing and able that's all true but i just go back to you know they're a company they're they're not going to do something that's going to not make them more money true i mean i i I don't have an issue with that but i also i don't want to paint it in such a negative light like both can be true. It can be a win-win. They, you know, Disney makes more money on it, and a consumer who, you know, uh, or a guest, I should say, also finds it more accessible. So, like to me, it's a win-win, and I'm looking at it in a micro what it was to what it is with this individual um, parks, and we're not really counting the multiple parks because if you're doing Magic Kingdom, they're essentially the same price, or they are the same price. They are. I think it's a, I think it benefits the guest. I think this small change ultimately, no, I mean, Disney making more money is not really consequential in in the angle that I'm taking with this. Just looking at Genie Plus as a whole with what it was to going to this. Yes. Does it add a level of complication? Sure. But (laughs) people are also at 7 a.m. doing this. At, obviously at this point in time. So I think this is a, a, a step that we really didn't foresee um, to get to the pre-planning aspect that I think more people want. I, I think everyone's in agreement. The 7 a.m. Um, you know, day of, I think everybody despises that universally. Absolutely. Uh, two more points that I'll make very quickly is it's interesting to me that this was a Disney World announcement and that Disneyland was not included with Disneyland and DCA as different entities. So I thought that was kind right. of interesting. Um, the other piece that I wanted to bring up, God help me, my poor brain, Jamie. Oh, is I'm a little bit curious about how pricing will play out when this becomes something that you can add in advance and something that you can plan in advance. Disneyland, for comparison purposes, and this is kind of odd but true, you can add it in advance to your ticket for $25 per person per day. And that is, you know, that would cover both parks. There is fine print that says you can add it day of, but pricing can vary. So when you add it at $25, are you looking at making, um, not making money, saving money? Or are you looking at uh, potentially spending a little bit more for the convenience adding in advance? There's like that little bit of a crapshoot, which is kind of interesting. So I sort of wonder where Walt Disney World will go with that piece. Yeah, that's an interesting one. And and one other point that I wanted to make that I think uh, is a pain point that may not have been overly stated, but is solved by this. If Magic Kingdom, you know, is sold out for Genie Plus, 
you know, why should some not for Animal Kingdom not be right. able to buy Genie Plus? So I think that solves something. The counterpoint to that is if any of the individual parks themselves are sold out, then the multiple parks option is also sold out. Um, right. So, you know, you could be doing Epcot and Studios, but if Magic Kingdom is sold out, you cannot add on um, that multiple parks option. Right. Absolutely. So essentially, if you have plans to go to Magic Kingdom that day, you'd better be getting that multiple park, you know, for unless, again, you have a base ticket, but you better be getting that first thing. Yeah. So I thought that was interesting as well. But we'll see how this this plays out. I uh, I did happen to see as as we're recording this on the third, as I said, uh, Genie Plus did hit new heights today, <laughs> which is kind of interesting and kind of obvious but i was looking at wait times last night donna or there was articles like rise of the resistance last night was 35 minutes posted yeah i it's odd and jamie i did mention to you off podcast it is like surface of the sun hot it is like um i have seen folks you know in local local groups that i'm in online say like i've been living in florida my entire life i never remember a summer this hot so it's not just that me this is our 10th summer here it's not just that i'm saying like holy crap it's hot like it is hot 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 and we're not getting necessarily the afternoon thunderstorms every day that typically would break the heat and and cool it down a little bit it's just been brutal it's always funny with those thunderstorms like if you're in the park when they happen and then it's just all the water goes into the asphalt then you're just getting steamed i feel it's so funny but nevertheless all right donna good discussion uh very civil (laughs) but uh nevertheless always enjoy talking these things out with you um let's go ahead and take a quick break and we will be back where we're kicking off our series on the enchanting extras collection all right, Donna, and we are back uh, kicking off our series on the Enchanting Extras Collection, which I have to give you credit was definitely your uh, idea here. You skipped the word good idea or excellent idea. Let's at least get through episode one and then we'll, we'll see. <laughs> All right, fair uh, enough. Now, I did have one question. Did you, I know we said we were going to do our top five um, from the $75 and under um, category. Did you rank those five? I did not. Okay. Okay. I did not either, but I could easily. I probably end up will. End up will. Doesn't I will sense. end up doing that or doing so. It's my list X again. Can you please straighten the picture behind you? It's killing me. I literally cannot record with you and look at you with that picture of that crooked. Oh my God, I hate you. For for our listeners, I made it more crooked for Donna. So (laughs) that's just the type of person I am. All right. So nevertheless, um, for our listeners here, we are looking at the Enchanting Extras collection, moving it, uh, I don't want to say away from the parks, but not so, you know, attraction tower terror guardians of the galaxy based and more so to a lot of the extras no pun intended that disney offers that some people may not even really know about or donna and i talk about in passing that donna said you know maybe we should go a little bit more detail into some of them um because this list in the enchanting 
extras collection, Donna? Was it? It was well over a hundred. It was close to one hundred and fifty. Yeah, I think it's at one hundred and forty-two when I did the drop down, um, which is wild. And I will admit, and I have no problem admitting this, there were a couple things that I was like, "That's really cool," and I didn't know they were doing it. Right. So that says something too when people who sell the product and people who you know, I live here. Jamie frequents the parks as well and didn't know that some of this stuff existed. So Jamie, on my list, there are a couple of things that we have done, but there are a couple of things we haven't yet done. Is that kind of where you're at too? Um, yeah, I'm split three done, two have not. One, two, three, same. Okay. Um, so I'm going to rank mine number one being my favorite. And I know that's kind of hard to, to do with some things that I haven't done before, but I could probably guess, you know, pretty easily where they would be. Um, coming in for me at number five is, and all of these prices that I'm going to list, because I wrote down prices. I don't know if you did, Donna. I did too. Yeah. Are the starting from, um, according to the, the Walt Disney World website. Um, but one thing that I thought was really cool on this list as an option for people is the horse-drawn uh, carriage ride excursion at Disney... Excursion, like it's a cruise. Um, <laughs> at Disney's Port Orleans Resort um, Riverside. So you can relax on a horse-drawn carriage ride along the banks of the Sasagula River, um, which is the river that runs from Port Orleans Riverside through French Quarter all the way down to um, Disney Springs, um, as a matter of fact. And as I said, tax not included, um, starting from $55, um, which actually can now be booked through the My Disney Experience um, website. And this area is just so, so, so pretty. So that made my list as well. Um, the horse-drawn carriage piece at Fort Wilderness or at Port Orleans Riverside. And the other piece that I put, and the horse-drawn carriage, and I, Jamie, this is going to be a hey-hey behind-the-counter thing because I was trying to price-check something as you were talking. Uh-huh. <laughs> Feel free to jump in if you already said this. But the horse-drawn carriage um, is, is a flat-rate fee for the whole carriage. So it would be like two adults and up to four adults or two adults and three kiddos was what the website said um, you could fit in the carriage. Um, so that's your flat price and it was a 25 minute ride. I made sure to write that down too, because when you're considering, you know, dollar amount versus time, um, 25, 25 minutes for that. But again, when you consider a family of four, 25 minute ride for a family of four for $55, that doesn't seem bad to me. Yeah, I would agree with that. I I think, um, the one downside, in, in my opinion, to you know either the Fort Wilderness or the Riverside is you would have to be – not have to be. I think it's more way more convenient if you're staying at either of those properties because Fort Wilderness at times can be a pain to get to. Um, Riverside is not as bad, but if you're not staying there, then you have to go back to a park or Uber or Lyft. So it, getting to those destinations can be a little bit of a – of a pain and something I think people should factor into the, the time commitment, yeah. um, you know, to do this as well. So, um, but yeah, I thought this was an awesome option and, and something that I wanted to, um, to highlight. Now I will also say that I made some notes here and I don't even consider these as like 
honorable mention. I just literally made notes because when we're talking about something horse related, I also wanted to throw out that you can do horseback riding. You have to meet certain height and weight requirements, but that's a 45 minute experience, but that's $55 per person. So whereas $55 for the carriage for the family, $55 per person for the actual horseback riding trail experience for 45 minutes there. And then of course, pony rides for little ones, $8 per kiddo. Yeah, I was going to mention that. I, I didn't know if that was on your list separately or not. Um, but yeah, like I said, different, something outside of, of the four main um, gates. Um, not something that I've done. I, I do want to be clear with that, but um, I put it as number five on my list. Um, Jamie, we actually are tentatively slated, and I say that because you don't need a reservation. I just literally threw it on my calendar to check out horseback riding on Thursday morning. Oh, nice. So, excuse me. I should be very clear. The pony ride for the child. Oh, okay. <laughs> there you go. Um, okay, so number four on my list is something that I have not done yet would be super interested in doing and this starts at $35 I have booked people for this um my parents actually the behind the seeds tour at Epcot yeah this is definitely on our list too that made for me I put it as an honorable mention not because I think it's you know below the other five I listed but simply because we've talked about it so much on the show I wanted to try to talk about something a little bit different within the list but for sure like Honestly, every time we ride the ride, Anthony asked about, you know, when he sees tours, asked about doing it. And it's just too hot right now in that dome to consider right. doing it over the summer. But I definitely think, I mean, he's going to turn seven in October. I definitely think like in the cooler months, December, January, February, that might be something we're doing, you know, in the next six months. Yeah. I, I mean, this is just awesome. Cool. I, I, living with the land, the, the boat ride attraction itself is something I've come to appreciate more and more and more over the last, you know, five years or so. It was never something I, I religiously did. Um, but I really, really enjoy it. There's always something new, um, obviously growing, but even, the, the pro, you know, the props <laughs> that they put out, um, how they've expanded the holiday overlay during the Christmas season. Um, and I think that really translates into um, wanting to see a little bit more backstage, how this stuff is grown. Um, and what I like about this tour is it's not a seven, eight hour time commitment. I, mm -hmm. I think they're a 35 minutes. You know, I didn't write that down because it didn't make my main list. I'll pull it right now. Don't worry. Yeah, I'm looking at it. I don't, I'm on their actual website. I don't see a specific time. For some um, reason, I thought it was like 20 minutes. And I thought that was something that they said in the announcements on the Living with a Land Boat ride. I could be totally making that up, though. Give me a second. I thought it was a little longer than that, but I don't, I'm 35 maybe sticking out because that was the price. Um, but I'm not 100% sure on that. But yeah, I just think this is something that's, that's really, really cool. Um, and I love the, you know, backstage element, but really. Jamie, one hour. Yeah, that was my second guess. I, I didn't think it was 20 minutes. I thought it was a little longer than that. Um, but yeah, I mean, that's, that's a high value proposition, you know, an hour, $35 per person. Uh, I'm, that's something I need to do at some point. No, I agree. Very cool. I All right. So that, that was my, that was, Ooh, August. No, Jamie. Yeah. Uh, well, I only said that because Aiden and Peyton aren't with us. 
I mean, I guess you could, but... Yeah. I can always cancel. I'm checking availability as we speak. Oh so my... Go ahead. What's your number four? So I did not put them in any sort of order. Well, that's not true. <laughs> Literally, I'm reading them in reverse alphabetical. Because <laughs> the list on Disney's site was alphabetical order. Okay, there you go. Um, so my next one is one that we have done. I know your family has done and still do religiously, but it's something that we've got to put on this list, or I would be shocked if it's not on your list too. And that is Harmony Barbershop. That is on my list. So Harmony Barbershop starts at $8 for a beard trim for a man, which I think is so neat and, and representative of the, the age in which Main Street USA is supposed to depict this idea of men going to a barbershop to have their beards trimmed. Um, so that starts at $8 all the way up to $28, which is still not bad, guys. For And that's for a first haircut package. We did this with Anthony. A lot of my friends' kids have done this. It's such a cool experience for the parents. And let's be serious, the kids don't remember it unless, I guess, they're older girls getting their haircut. But for our little boys, you know, they didn't remember it. But they put stickers all over Anthony instead of like a a cloth and they use the stickers to get the hair off of him that they had cut. They saved some of the hair, put it in a little bag, gave us a little pixie dust, gave him little ears that said my first haircut and a beautiful little certificate that talks about, you know, being brave with the, the shears for their first haircut at Main Street USA. The cast member signs it and dates it. And again, for only, and I'm saying only $28 because the place where we currently get Anthony's haircut and yes, it's a kid's salon. So it's going to be more expensive because of that it's $24 per cut. So when you're talking about $28 for a first haircut package that includes all other that other stuff, it's kind of crazy. Yeah, this is this is probably this was going to be my number one, as a matter of fact. Um, uh, pricing, I think, could be the most reasonable thing on Walt Disney World property. I and Aiden goes to just a standard barber shop. It is more expensive to get his haircut there than in Magic Kingdom. That's um, wild. Blows my mind. Um, on both ends, how expensive it is up at this barbershop. But nevertheless, it's an awesome experience. And the, the pixie dust that they put in their hair, you know, some people may think like, you know, more of a, of a girl thing. We had Aiden and Peyton both get cut in, in June. I swear to you, before every roller coaster we went on and after, Aiden said, is this going to affect my pixie dust? Oh. Or, and then afterwards he goes how much pixie dust did i lose I'm like, you're fine bud it's it's still there but they do and they're you know I, I i think you mentioned this donna but you know licensed barbers licensed professionals um and they do a bang up job um in there i i love 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 harmony barbershop i'd almost wish they would expand it but then on the other side i think because um, reservations are super tough to get. Um, but then I also think it may take away from a little bit of the, the quaintness. Like, do, do how many people actually know there's a barbershop on Main Street? I've thought about that myself. And instead of them expanding that physical space, I would want them to have like a Melody barber, Barbershop or something on like the other side of the street, a similar size space, but have, you know, three chairs in Harmony, three chairs in Melody or whatever they choose to call the other one, you know, going simultaneously. So it'll still be the same small, quaint space, but double their occupancy. That's actually not a bad idea. That's a really good idea, actually. I think that'd be a cool concept, but... Yeah, that's that's my number one. Um, so go ahead. Why don't you go with your next one? 
Okay, so the next one is one that I know that Jamie's family and my family do quite frequently. But again, this has to make the list for me because it's not that expensive. And these are not quite, in my opinion, as bad to get to. And that would be any of the mini golf courses at Walt Disney World. Guys, mini golf is $14 per person, which you might go like, holy cow. But I mean, literally, we only go mini golfing at Disney. We have it rolled into what we pay for our annual pass. So we are not paying $14 a time where it's just lumped in for what is Jamie $99 a year. I pay for the water park and mini golf. Yeah, that's sound right. Okay, so we can go as frequently as we want to whichever water park happens to be open because Lord knows two of them are never going to be open again (laughs) and or go to any of the four mini golf courses. Um, These are just such slam dunks for us. There are it's not just, you know, a little putt putt course. It's Disney themed. It's beautiful. They do a nice job as much as they can with getting some shade on the course so that way you're not completely dying in the Florida sun and Florida heat. Um, Fantasia Gardens is the one that I will say is terrible. Fantasia Gardens has this much zero zilt shade. They literally have umbrellas uh, that they open up when it's hot out, which is, you know, all the summer months at the beginning of each hole for you to stand there under the stupid umbrella because they know how wicked it is. It is. Um, but both winter Summerlands and um, or both winter side and summer side of winter Summerlands have some decent shade there. Um but yeah, I mean, it's just, it's such a home run to me. It's something my family enjoys so much. And when you're talking about a Walt Disney World package, you can tie in the ability to do what, and Jamie, I know this is going off the deep end as far as like our conversation versus what I'm talking about now, but it's important to be said, because I don't think we talk about this much. You can add the water park and more option. So if you buy a, let's say a four day ticket to Walt Disney World, base or hopper, I don't care. You get four additional admissions to either the water parks or mini golf. So for people who say, oh, I want to have a down day, that's the first thing I'm suggesting them. Not because I'm trying to sell you more, but because I'm trying to give you more options. So when you come in and you don't land until four o'clock in the afternoon, you don't want to burn a ticket that day, fine, go do mini golf that evening, either before or after dinner at Disney Springs. Great option. You know, Your departure day, do the same thing. Add a water park in there. You're getting so much bang for your buck. The one thing I want to emphasize um, a little bit differently from what you said is if you already have the park hopper to add on the water park, you know, and and mini golf, the sport option, it's so insanely cheap. I think it's like $22. Yeah, it's insanely cheap. Like like you said, like the $22 um, to get that extra ticket. Um, so, so that would be one thing I, I'd highly recommend, um, especially if you have that, that park hopper option already. The one, I think, downside right now to Winter Summerland, even though I love both sides of, of that golf course, is very difficult to get to transportation-wise because there's no buses because of the Blizzard Beach being closed. Yeah. You just have to do like a Lyft, Uber, or have your own car. Um so that is one thing to to consider. But it made my list. It was going to be number two. Oh, man, Jamie. So I've got two left. Same for you? Uh, no, I have one. So me have... again. <laughs> yeah, you again. Okay. So the next one that I wrote down is one that I did not know Disney was offering. And again, I'm okay with saying that. 
for the most part, I think that Jamie and I have a ton of knowledge about Disney. There's not much that you can kind of catch us off guard with. This is something I didn't know Disney was offering. I knew that different deluxe resorts had different sorts of like arts and crafts type projects, painting type projects. But this one specifically was listed as Colors of Coronado. So this experience, let me pull it up because I literally left the tab up because I thought this was so interesting. So this says, channel your inner artist as you explore the Colors of Coronado, a master-led painting class. Join us, Jamie, and it's, I should say it's $35 a person. Wait until you hear this. Join us for a two-hour class facilitated by a local artist. You'll pick up a brush and follow along as we color a canvas with theme designs based on the latest and greatest Disney has to offer. Returning guests can expect a new design each month. When you're done, you'll have a brand new, original, 11 by 14 inch piece of art to bring home and show off to your friends. So this is at Coronado in Toledo Tapas Steak and Seafood um, Restaurant. And you literally, like the sample picture they're showing is a silhouette of Magic Kingdom Castle with fireworks that they've painted in the background. So $35 per person for a two hour experience. That compares to painting with a twist, which is a pretty popular, you know, go grab a glass of wine, do this painting thing. Painting with a twist, the least expensive one I could find when I was when I was Google searching was $28, all the way up to $68, depending on what you were painting. So when you look at your on Disney property, this is a, an artist that's changing monthly. So if it's this is something you want to do frequently, $35 a person seemed like it was a steal. Like next time you guys are down, I actually really want to do this with Val. <laughs> yeah, that actually sounds pretty cool. Um, and that restaurant itself is, is beautiful. We've never yeah. been inside, but just from, from videos and things I've seen. Um, yeah, no, I definitely agree. So, I mean, I, the only thing that I will, will say is not my favorite is the timing. It's one to three in the afternoon. So this would have really yeah. have to be a day that you got up and went to a park early and then went back and showered or you just weren't doing a park that day because the one to three is a little bit rough. Um, but $35 for a two hour, like create something and walk away with it. That's amazing. No, I, I agree. Um, so the last one on my list would have been my number three, okay, um, which is something that I've actually done, and I'm going to cheat just a hair, Donna, and um, lump kind of two things together because I think okay. they're so, so closely related, um, and that is uh, Oak Trail Golf Course, okay, okay. which um, once again is something else that's included if you have an annual pass that includes the water park and and sport option, um, typically around $39, um, kind of a, a nine-hole walking course is essentially what it is for anybody who enjoys golf. Um, Andrew and I did this, you know, for our birthdays this past April, Donna, right? Yes. Yeah. Um, a lot of fun, challenging, yet still open um, for anybody who's a, a golfer in the family um, that also doesn't want to devote the time to an 18 hole course. Maybe you want to get up in the morning and have like a, you know, first not front nine or something like that. Um, and then meet your family in the parks. Um, and the other thing that I wanted to tie into it that I think is also cool is on the Oak trail golf course, you also have foot golf where you're given a soccer ball and the holes are slightly bigger and you kick the ball, um, into the hole. So, um, Donna, I correct me if I'm wrong, but I think foot golf is also included in, um people oh okay 
<laughs> Donna's sending me messages via our Facebook Messenger, yet I, I can't read her handwriting. Um, Donna, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, the foot golf is also included in the Water Park add-on for the AP? Yes, it is. I thought so. So um, that's something that I've never actually done, but I think would also be really cool. And, and Val has a soccer background as well. So I think that'd be something that, that she would enjoy um, as well. So my five behind in no particular, uh, I'll rank them here. Um, in order from five to one, carriage ride at Riverside or as Donna said, Fort Wilderness. Um, number four, uh, behind the seeds walking tour. I think um, number three, Oak Trail Golf Course, number two, Mini Golf, and my number one for $75 or under Enchanting Extras Collection, Harmony Barbershop. All right. Well, you uh, you listed one that I didn't include at your top, which is very interesting. Um, the last one that I'm going to talk about, again, this, this was not an order, unlike Jamie. Uh, this is in reverse alphabetical is a tour that we have done. And it's called Caring for Giants. I thought you would put that on the list. So this is one that if we had not done it, it might not have made the list. Because there's actually a similarly, similarly priced experience with rhinos that I didn't put on the list. But having done this, the experience is just so cool. It's 60 minutes long. And you actually get to go behind the scenes of the safari in a space that you can see the elephants and if you know where to look you can see the safari vehicles but i swear when you're on the safari you never see people back there it's one of those like funny situations where like you know you look at what you want to want to look at and what you want to see um you get you get to kind of go back behind like where some of the elephants are backstage um it's just so stinking cool i think i said 60 minutes long um little ones can do this you only have to be four or older to participate so it's not something where you're like touching the elephants or feeding the elephants that you'd have to be older um but just getting so close to these gigantic creatures you're you're literally like 80 feet away from them it's it's just unbelievable um you get to talk to a cast member who's from Africa, who sees, who saw, I guess I should say, elephants, you know, in their home country and really talk about the importance of the population. Um, and for $35 a person, this is just such a slam dunk for me, for something different, for your, for your, your people who come down a lot and, you know, really, really enjoy the animals. You know, it's just some, such a nice little add-on that's not something like Wild Af Africa Trek that's going to be almost $200 a person, which is still great, but it's just totally a different price point. So uh, my under 75 would be Caring for Giants, The Colors of Coronado, Mini Golf, Harmony Barbershop, Horse and Carriage, or um, Trail Ride, if that is your thing, with a nod to Behind the Seeds as an honorable mention. Yeah. No, I love it, Don. I think that's a great list. I love how we... You know, kind of divided it up, as we said, that under 75. And I think next week we decided to do 75 to 150, somewhere around that. Exactly. Right so it's going to it's going to be really interesting, Jamie, when we look at it to see how many things fall under that. Because it was funny as I was going through, I was like, oh, there's actually quite a few things under 75, which was a pleasant surprise. So I'm kind of curious about what that mid-range is going to bring. Yeah, no, I agree. So All right, well, guys. Yeah, thanks so much for listening. Happy 4th of July from Jamie's family and from mine to you guys next week again, Enchanting Extras. We hope you have a great week and we'll see you real soon.